go to infendo.com and join our Discord and ask us a question. We put the donkey in Donkey Kong. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 7487. <laughs> um, my name, is, my name is Lucas. I'm the guy who reads that line every day when we get into the show. And I am joined by two of the loveliest hosts that you've ever met in your life. Uh, one of them is named Eugene. Eugene, how you doing tonight? And where can the people find you? <clears throat> well, um, as I was telling you guys pre-show, I hate that the only time I ever look at myself in a mirror is when I'm looking at myself in a camera. I need to shave, but other than that, I'm doing <laughs> pretty good. Um, I've okay. We're going to talk about this and change the system, but um, Pokemon Arceus has been taking over my life. I beat it again. I guess I don't know if there's anything else to. Oh, beat. so you beat? Wait, 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 wait. So when you say you beat it again, you mean you rolled credits, and then you did a bunch of other stuff and yes. saw. A se- okay, so technically there's like one more ending to it. That's what I thought. I'm like, is it remember, ever going to end? Remember, Eugene. I mean, I will never out, get to the ending anyway, so you know. <laughs> seek out all. Pokemon, I will enjoy the journey. Eugene. Seek out all Pokemon. I know, I figured that's what it was. Um, anyways, how are you doing, uh, Justin? Um, I hope you're doing okay. I am doing as well as can be expected. Um, I, I haven't been playing as much Pokemon as I'd like to because I'm still desperately trying to finish Metroid Dread before everything is spoiled for me. But... Um, I'm at a difficult point in the game, which um, segues nicely into something we're going to talk about tonight. So um, if you want to follow me on social media, you can go to at InfendoJustin on Twitter. And uh, if you're interested in what's going on behind me, you might want to check out thedisneyparkbench.com. Uh, that's where I do all of my Disney stuff. Got a Got a big blog coming up. Uh, to make up for all the many blogs I haven't written, so keep an eye out for that. Nice. Well, we have got a show for you tonight, and it's going to be a big one, so let's get into it, guys, because we got a lot of things to talk about. And I don't know what order to do them in, so I guess let's talk news first, then we'll go into discussion, and we'll wrap it all up. Kind of nice, pretty bow. Uh, So this is uh, tomorrow night. As of tomorrow, from the day that we are recording this, uh, it is going to have been five years since the Nintendo Switch came out. How are we all feeling about that? We feeling like the like good? We feeling like time is moving at an appropriate speed? Or are we <laughs> feeling like we're being left behind in a cosmic void, never to be seen again? <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, um, um I'll, you had I'm definitely oh, one ahead, of Justin. those. What? Yeah, I, I was going to say go ahead because I have thoughts on this. Yeah, it's um. I feel I feel old. That's how I feel. Um, it's uh, it's 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 something. Um, you know, I still think of like the Wii as being a relatively new system, and that was 15 years ago. So for the Switch to be five years is just insane. It's been a good. I know it's been a good five years. I think. So, you know, there's that. You, Jonathan. Well, um, I, you said in our private um, Discord, Lucas, you're like, how has it only been five years? And I had the exact opposite reaction. I'm like, how the heck has it been five years already? You know, like it really just feels like just the other day when I was, you know, getting the Switch. But then I think about it, and I'm like, well, my kiddo's like, you know, like two and a half so it's like okay well i guess this is all putting things into perspective but yeah time's weird man yeah i don't know it just it feels long for me the switch feels like it's been out forever and ever and ever like the wii u feels like a relic of a bygone era from like you know the 90s or something sure and and i don't know i just like i've been kind of waiting for something new to show up and sweep me off my feet so i don't know i i like the switch but I like the feeling of getting a new video game system a lot, and I haven't had that in five years, so I'm ready to well, have that Well, see, that's why again. you got to be like me, you know? I got 
I got my Switch from you guys, <laughs> and then I got a Xbox One about two years later for Christmas, and then I bought myself a PS4 last year just before Christmas, so you just gotta buy yourself new there systems you every couple of years, even if they're old systems. See, the problem is the Nintendo system is such a fun experience, because it's like, what wacky contraption am I purchasing today? Will it have a screen on the front? Will it have a little dongle that I use to play virtual sports? Will it come with a news app that doesn't tell me anything about <laughs> news? You know, like, that's, that's what I live for. I that's still miss spinning experience. that globe around, man. The most fun I've ever had was getting my 3DS and like walking around campus with it, playing Street Fighter in 3D for like a thousand hours, playing with the oh god Face Raiders, like oh Oh, man. I I I have to just call um, out a friend in chat, but Steve just said he's on Switch number seven. How is that even possible? He buys and sells a lot of. Remember those um those little trader dudes from Star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> they run around, they're like yeah. cutting, grabbing the droids, going, "He got it, Yeah, that's that's Jawa. That's Steve. That's what he does. So, you know, I see it. I can see it. I can see it. Um. um oh. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Oof, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about some new news then, uh, because the other yeah, big something thing we got, something new rather than something that makes us feel old. Something new, something <laughs> old, something borrowed, something blue. Uh, we got <laughs> the announcement of a new Pokemon game, guys. Generation Nine Pokemon How Scarlet. Is this Pokemon happening? Violet. I am so happy. So I woke up and uh, and I saw a message from Steve and you, Eugene. And there were all these spoiler tags. And I was like, okay, so the Pokemon Direct <laughs> clearly happened. Uh, what could this be about? Steve wrote, Gen 9, they did it. It looks like Arceus. And I was like, oh, I better watch this trailer then. And um, <laughs> That's not I, what the spoiler tags are for, Lucas. I <laughs> cried, guys. I actually shed a t- like a legitimate tear when I saw this trailer. Um, it, it looks to be following a lot of the formula from Arceus, which is great for me. I really, I think Arceus was a great step in the right direction. I've said it before, going back and playing, um, Sword and Shield does not feel good anymore. It feels antiquated. It feels wrong. And Arceus just feels like the right type of game. So we don't know, um, any details really. Uh, we got, um, so we got random shots of landscapes and stuff like that. It looks to be taking place in modern day, which means we can assume that we will have gyms, we will have, you know, all that stuff. Trainer battles will be back. But we didn't really see a battle in action. We saw a Lucario attacking, and the attack animation looked to be identical to what you see in Legends Arceus, which makes me think that it'll probably borrow at least some of the gameplay for battling from Legends Arceus. But we don't know how traditional versus like legends this game is going to be right like are the pokemon going to go one at a time again or will they have the 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 agile and the strong styles again that kind of stuff um it looks to be taking place in exactly the same engine as arceus i noticed a lot of gen 4 pokemon when they were showing off the pokemon but also a lot of pokemon from the other generations which is really cool uh the only thing that we saw that was like brand new mind-blowing was the three starters right um, do you guys have opinions on that? Like, ha- what thoughts, feelings? Um, I, I mean, I alluded to this on Twitter, but that, uh, that fire type reminds me so much of the alligators from, uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the fire alligator is the popular choice already online. Um, I love him. He's adorable. I like all of them, honestly. The the duck is really actually, he grew on me. I didn't like him as much at the beginning, but he <laughs> grew on me. He's interesting looking. And, and, Grass and Kitty I, is I was say, adorable. I, I gotta love an, any for, cat Pokemon. Grass Kitty is Grass adorable. Kitty, but just like um, you said, Lucas, <laughs> you, you I think. Would be, I re- you would be interested in the Grass Kitty, Eugene. Always. The gra- grass is literally my favorite um, starter every time. But moreover, um, I like cats. But also... <laughs> Like you said, Lucas, I reserve my right to change. Uh, yeah, pending the. Um, you mean because when forms? it evolves and it becomes a big hulking two D <laughs> yeah. humanoid cat monster, yeah. I got. <laughs> has anybody one... ever like it? Has anybody ever intentionally stopped their starter from uh, from evolving just so that it stayed cute? Oh yeah, bro. My main Pokemon is an Ivasaur. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the. 
I got duped in whatever gen it was where Incineroar was a thing because it was a cute cat uh -huh. for a start. It was the first oh. time I chose a fire starter ever. Litten or something. And I hated Incineroar. I just cannot stand that Pokemon. I, so I mean, it's cool in Smash, I, I guess, but... <laughs> I, I had that I had that similar experience, actually, way far away back in Gen 3. I chose Mudkip as my starter, and I thought he was the cutest little thing I'd ever seen. And then he evolved, and he became a nightmare. And ever, <laughs> since, ever since then, I like to go into Pokemon nearly blind. Like, I probably will not watch another trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet now. But um, the one thing that I always spoil <coughs> myself on, I like, to, I like to have the Pokedex completely unspoiled. I like to discover them as I'm playing the game. The one thing that I will always spoil for myself is the starter evolutions. I want to know what I'm getting before <laughs> I sign up, you know? Yeah. Fair so, point. Uh, so, um, one yeah, thing you had mentioned, the the world. Um, apparently, it's going to be a seamless overworld as well, like Breath of the Wild style. So that's exciting because uh, even like Arceus nice. is wide open as it is, you know, you still got those load times and you enter and leave the village. So. Yep. Yeah, no, that would be uh, that'd be really great, honestly. No, it looks like a great time. I'm pretty excited to see what they do with this whole thing. So, uh, I guess stay tuned as details come out. We will find out more about it. But it certainly looks like it's going to be a good game. I'm I'm pretty hyped. I also, right off the bat, I will say I want Scarlet over Violet. I just like the way the logo looks more. But if it's anything like Black and White, where your decision like changes major aspects of the game. I would like to choose the version that I like, so we'll see how that goes, but should be interesting. Should be I typically figure out what most of my friends have gotten and get the opposite. The opposite, so, so you can do the trading and stuff, yeah. Right, see, which I, I never do anyway, but... <laughs> black and white was the most impactful for me because an entire city <coughs> changed based mm -hmm. on, you know, like you go to the last time I got and both it's either, games. Yeah, it's either old-fashioned or it's futuristic. Then you go to the end game place and it's either Black City or it's White Forest. And Black City was cool. Like, Black City was. was where it was at, man. So, all right. Well, that does it for that. We have a little discussion we want to throw out there before we move on to our next segment. So we're going to have a little conversation about that. And Justin's actually going to spearhead this thing because he's the one that threw it out there. But, Justin, you wanted to talk about difficulty settings and gatekeeping. And yeah, and I, I, I feel like this, this might be something that we have discussed previously, but it bears repeating because right now, like, the hot, the, the hot game on... Uh, on social media right now is uh, what's Elden Elden Ring, the the Dark Souls open world game, huh. and <clears throat> of course those games are notorious for being just you know incredibly hard, and I get that that's you know like that's the nature of the game that's what you sign up for, but a lot of people, uh, not me because I couldn't care less, but a lot of people are disappointed that if they're hearing all these fantastic things about this game, but can't handle the difficulty and and i had said something similar to this a uh, couple weeks ago uh discussing cuphead and that i wish cuphead had an easy mode or a cheat mode or something so i can see the game experience the game without wanting to pull my hair out um and i've seen lots of opinions on the internet as opinions tend to be <laughs> um when it comes to the internet but like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, if you don't want it to be difficult, then just don't play the game. And that, that, it bothers me, as, as Lucas said, the gatekeeping of it. Um, you know, like, I feel like if this is your type of game you want, like, uh, Lucas, you were saying you were doing a, a Nuzlocke challenge for, yeah. I think, Arceus. And, like, that's... You know, that's, that's totally a you thing, and you should have the right to play a game like that. Just like I should have the right to play a game where, you know, my Pokemon can't faint or something like that. Like, you know, like, like having the options to me doesn't, that never seems like a bad thing to have the option to play a game the way you want to, as long as it's not hurting anybody else, but... Like, there is this mentality, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong in disagreeing with this, but there's this mentality that, well, this game is supposed to be like this. You know, Ninja Gaiden is supposed to be really hard, and, and you know, Souls games are supposed to be really hard, and Cuphead, because, you know, that's the challenge. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I want to kind of append to this before, you know, I open it up to, you know, everybody else's opinions <clears throat> yeah. is... Uh, I have ADHD. 
Uh, my wife has it as well, and she's also a, uh, a therapist. So she does a lot of studying of, you know, mental uh, disorders and stuff like that. And one of the things that she's discovered is people with ADHD have a hard time with anything that involves reflexes. Yeah. Because we, we can't wait for that exact moment. We're ready to go right now. So here's a perfect example. I am stuck at a point in Metroid Dread where there's a certain mini boss that... <clears throat> Um, it, it has a very specific attack pattern and it has two attacks. One of them you can deflect and get a bunch of hits on and another one that looks very similar that you cannot block at all and you have to completely avoid. And I have so much trouble because I'm at a point in Metroid Dread where you have to fight two of them at the same time. And as soon as I see the spark, before my brain can interpret, okay, that's a red spark, not a white spark. I am ready to to do whatever it is I'm going to do, and I either miss an opportunity to get a lot of hits in, or I jump out, or I don't avoid it, and I end up getting hit and dying, because that's how my brain works. And I feel like it's... Um, I don't want to say discriminatory, but I can't think of a better better way to say it, to have a game that can't accommodate for people whose reflexes might not be as good as somebody else's, but still want to enjoy this game. So, yeah. what do you all think about this? I know, I, I know that both of you like playing exceptionally difficult games as difficult as possible. How do you feel about these games being opened up to, you know, scrubs like me? I'll start, I guess. Um, for me, that's part of the reason why I play a lot of games on PC because GameShark doesn't exist anymore, right? Like, you can't do anything like that on console, but on PC, there's Speed <coughs> Engine. So, like, if I do want to futz with something or, like, there's just something that's kicking my butt, you know, like, and I can't get past it, you know, I'll just, I'll just turn on a little bit of Cheat Engine and get, you know get full life or god moded or something like that you know like that's yeah i i'm with you justin <laughs> yeah like play like save save states you know like i i played through uh metroid fusion on an emulator so i could use save states and rewind features instead of having to play it straight through you know on original hardware which is mm -hmm. pretty much the only other option yeah, sometimes I, I like, you know, I'm in for a challenge, but sometimes I'm not, you know? Sometimes I just want to see the game through, or I want to just see the story, like you said, and there's just some certain obstacles getting in my way, whether it be gameplay or poor, in my opinion, like design or something that I just can't get past, you know, something like that. You know, I'll just cheat my way through it sometimes. Yeah. Now, Lucas, I know that you, um, you love the challenge. You've talked about how, you know, when I was playing... Zelda on the on the Game and Watch. How you can't understand why I would want to play the game starting off with full hearts and yeah. and <laughs> things like that. What's your say on having those options? Yeah. So needless to say, I'm going to be probably in the vocal minority within our group here. Um, I don't know. I I come and I go with it, right? I think there are games where it's appropriate, and I think there are games where it maybe isn't so much. Um, I don't think it really falls to the game designer to program their game to be accessible for literally everyone under the sun. There are obvious physical limitations that I like to see game designers account for. Like ever since I met Eugene, one of the big ones that I, I really appreciate is colorblindness in video games. I started noticing I appreciate a lot of that. it too. Yeah, I, I, I like that because I've never I would never think about that, you know. Um, when it comes to difficulty modes, I, I definitely think, like I said, there's kind of a time and a place for it. Like Metroid, for example. Um, Metroid Dread is a very hard game in a series of games that aren't meant to be as hard as they are plotting, I would argue. Like, Super Metroid isn't hard in the conventional sense. It's hard if you rush through it. But Metroid Dread is legitimately hard. So I like that they included an easy mode in that. I think it's insane they included an insane mode. Um, but I like that they included <laughs> that's, an easy yeah, mode. That's, because, a whole, that's a whole different 
thing there. Well, well, like as um, you know, like well, as I was playing the game, like my dad was saying, like he he loved the old Metroids. He would never be able to play Dread because it's just so much faster. It's that hair trigger reflex stuff you were talking about. So I think that's an appropriate game for an easy mode. Um, I don't think a game like Dark Souls or Cuphead really is. Um, I think if the if the gimmick of the game is to be challenging, and that's the point of the game, then I don't I don't necessarily think that they need to include an easy mode for other people to experience it. I think there's like there's this um there's this game called Get o- uh, Getting Over It Get Over It I forget exactly what it's called, but um it was one that I watched Markiplier play a few years back where you're in a bucket. It's a physics-based game, and you're rocketing up a mountain, and every time you fall, you fall like all the way down the mountain back to the start. And the point of the game, I mean, the point the, the game designer says, is it's supposed to be a meditative experience. You're growing, you're progressing, but progress can slip and you can start all the way from the beginning, blah, 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 blah. But beyond that, it's kind of a rage game, right? It exists to be difficult well, and, for the sake of being difficult. And I, and I do have appreciation uh, for games that are difficult for the sake of being difficult. Stuff like uh, yeah. Surgeon Simulator, you know, where the game yeah. is just constantly battling with you or against you, rather. Yeah, I kind of feel like with my limited amount of time I put into Dark Souls, I kind of feel like that's kind of a, a an aspect of Dark Souls is it's like I play Dark Souls specifically because it's hard kind of thing. Um, I've been experiencing a lot of this actually because I've been playing RuneScape lately and there is a lot of gatekeeping in that game. The community can vary from classy to incredibly toxic. It's like a game from 2007, so all manner of people frequent this game, obviously. It feels like being in a 2007 chat room sometimes. But um, the length of time, the commitment that you have to put into maxing out levels and stuff is absurd in some cases. We're talking months of work to level yourself up in one skill, and there's like 30 skills in the game. Um, and a lot of people, when they have the opportunity to vote for things like double experience weekends or um, you know, lowering the difficulty level of challenges, people vote no because they say, you know, I, I had to do it, that's part of the challenge. I don't want to see other people do it the easy way. Um, I don't know if I really feel that strongly about it, but I do kind of appreciate a game that presents a challenge and if you've beaten it, you've beaten it because you've conquered something, you know? So, again, I guess it's kind of a, a case-by-case basis kind of thing, right? There, there are games out there that I think should be made easier, or at least have a cheat, or maybe a, a community-made mod kind of thing. And then there are mm-hmm. games like, like Dark Souls, where I think if you're going to cheat your way through Dark Souls, it's going to be because somebody built, like, a god-mode version of the game for you from, like, a fan thing, rather than saying, like, hey, devs, you need to make this easier because, you know, I want to play your game kind of thing. Like, I might never try, like, a Dark Souls open world game even if it sounds good because maybe I just don't feel like getting murdered but there's like 50 <laughs> other games out there that I can play that'll scratch a similar itch you know so. well and that's you know I like I actually enjoyed I haven't finished it yet because you know that's my thing with Zelda games but yeah. you know playing uh, playing <laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild games. in master mode you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Like, like so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the challenge of it, but I enjoyed the challenge of it because I had already experienced it without as much challenge and wanted to increase that challenge to me. Like, if well, that yeah. was how the game always was, I might not have ever beaten it. And mm-hmm. I, I realize this is kind of a straw man argument and a slippery slope thing, so I won't put too much time into this because it really isn't as, as concrete as I'd like it to be. But then you have the idea of, like, you know, well, I don't like a specific aspect of a video game, and maybe that's difficulty, but maybe in my case it's I don't like the fact that Breath of the Wild has breakable items. So I wish there was an, a mode where breakable items weren't a thing, but it, you could argue that that's just as much of a feature as, like, a high difficulty level in a game like Dark Souls. So... Where do you draw the lines between, like, it's a it's a feature and it's an optional inclusion kind sure. of thing? And I guess, really, the reason difficulty is seen more as an optional thing is because traditionally in older games, difficulty has been an option, right? But some games, it's not, you know? So I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's and I was coming at this from a, from a different angle, too, from uh, gatekeeping on the player perspective, yeah. you know? Like, like that um, RuneScape thing I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this yeah. this that, idea I, of, of I played this game this way so everybody uh-huh. else has to. Yeah. Like, but like see, yeah. by me, me, me cheating, if I wanted to play Elden Rings, me turning on a god mode does not change the way you played the game so why does it matter to you see and i don't and i think that's fine but i think where maybe i could start to get on their side 
is if they made a, a, a team-sponsored easy mode to the game, then it's like, okay, well now saying I've, I've put 100 hours into this game and, and finished it doesn't feel like as much of an accomplishment because I could have been playing it on baby mode. You know, maybe that's a flawed argument, but I think it's different if you're, if you're using a cheat that isn't readily available to everyone as opposed to like, oh, well, did you play the game or did you play the, the baby mode? Well, and it's like playing uh, Halo on, in legendary mode. Like, I've never done that. I will never do yeah. that. But if you do it, you get extra things. You get extra cutscenes yeah. and extra bonuses that everybody else doesn't get. The only thing really that I'm going to like fundamentally disagree with you on yeah. uh, Lucas is the Cuphead argument because mm -hmm. I think Cuphead's gimmick is its graphics and sound to the point where now there's a Netflix cartoon so they're yeah. marketing this towards like a younger audience now and I feel like Cuphead because of its its presentation is in is gatekeeping what would be and should be their target audience. See, I don't know about that though. I think it's definitely a gimmick, but I might argue that the gameplay is just as much of a gimmick and saying like, you know, well I've played Cuphead, you know, oh my, you played Cuphead, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> kind of like when I when I hear somebody say I love the Dark Souls series, I think there goes a hardcore gamer. There goes somebody who plays hard game, you know? Like, And if, if all of a sudden there was a way to play those games without the challenge, I think those games might lose a big portion of their audience that feels, you know, and I'm see, special. For me, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 for me, it's like, go ahead and play your game on easy if you want. You know, I don't yeah. really give a crap, you know? I'm going to play yeah. it the way that I want to play I, it. And honestly, if there was an easy way to play an easy mode in Dark, uh, Dark Souls, I probably would play more of it because yeah. then I could just, like, tone it down and be like, all right, this is like a... This is a pooping game now, you know? Mm. This is not an <laughs> yeah, edge-of-my-seat game. I don't know. I just feel like there's a place for those kind of games in the in the market. I think, you know, not yeah, I every, think so. Not, not every think game so has to be accessible to every. And I, don't take that quote out of context, because the way it sounds <laughs> is awful, but I do kind of feel that not every sure. game has to be accessible to every person. You know, there are going to be games out there that are above your pay grade and and that's just you know that like like Celeste for example there's there's a there's an easier portion of Celeste but Steve and I have both said we would never play that game because it just looks frustrating and it's not for us but there are people out there who swear and love that game swear by it I've gotten totally. every strawberry I've beaten the b-side I've beaten the seaside because the, yeah the seaside because, tracks yeah because it because crap. it is in a it's an accomplishment for them you know and I think that I, I think that game has as much of a right to exist in its current form and not have to create an easy mode for people as a game like Metroid has a right to present an easy mode for people and an impossible mode for people. I think it, I, I really just think it's kind of up to the developer and the community, I guess, you know? I guess I wish a Nintendo Switch had achievements or trophies like PlayStation and Xbox yeah. does because then that would make this whole argument null and void, right? Because then you could just base it off of accomplishments in game. Yeah. Like, well, okay, right. Okay, like, uh, you know, with the great thing about achievements is you can see, oh, well, this person beat the game. Oh, but this person beat it on hard. So that's your, you know, that's your, huh? your, your achievement, I guess, for, for lack of a better cool, word. You know? How cool would it be if Pokemon <clears throat> actually had a built-in Nuzlocke mode for people? Well, and I've yeah, thought of that. Like, cool. I don't want to play it like that, but I, I've often thought that, like, Somebody this might. is something yeah. that, that they really should implement into the game. Like, One you know. Like I love Experience Share. I've used Experience Share even be even when it was optional. Yeah. But I totally understand for the people who don't want it, they should be allowed to turn it off. Yeah. They should be allowed to nuzlock the game. And it like used without to be that you. It used to be you could, and then yeah. the last few <laughs> games, it's become more of a, a mandatory requirement actually. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Interesting. I, in the same way that I think one thing we do agree on with Pokemon is, I've been wishing for years that there was a, an option at the beginning of the game that says. Are you experienced or are you a beginner? If you're a beginner, we're going to spend an hour walking you through all the stuff that you need to know, like how to catch Pokemon. Mm -hmm. If you're experienced, just get out there and start playing through the story. You know, like I wish, I wish that was an option because restarting a Pokemon game is like pulling teeth. I don't know <laughs> that any game has ever done that that aspect well, I right? Like, where I've played a couple of games that have allowed me to skip tutorials, but it is few and far between. In fact, yeah. RuneScape actually was one of them. When I started up my RuneScape okay. account, they were like, "Are you, have you done this before?" I was like, "Yeah." They were like, "Okay, get off Tutorial Island." I was like, "Thank you, game." <laughs> 
Like, yeah, See, that's you... a, I would appreciate that in more games, right? Yeah. If there was like a tutorial prelude beach in in uh, Pokemon, if that I, was like optional somehow, like yeah, I totally. would be so thankful if Breath of the Wild gave me the option to immediately get the glider and leave the plateau. I hate yeah. the plateau, and part of the reason I hate the plateau is because I've played the game like five times. Well, but right, I hate like, the I Great loved... Plateau. It's an hour of time sink after the first time. Like, I loved the great like I spent hours and hours and hours on the great plateau. I didn't want to the leave first it. time and, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, this is my third time playing it, and I'm like, okay, well, let's get all this stuff out so of the I way. So I can leave but, and actually yeah. get to the world. But the other yeah. part of me is like, you know, I don't feel like I've ever fully explored the great plateau the way I have the God. rest of the world. I kind of want to go back there. I didn't think I, I'm always surprised when we talk about Breath of the Wild. I didn't think the Great Plateau was that big. Like I, I went into a few places. There was one area that I remember stumbling upon on my return back, which was like the water, like the river area. But most of okay. the Great Plateau I felt like I saw in like an hour. You know, like it's I don't know. I spent a lot of time there just messing around i remember right. um after i got the bombs in that same <coughs> river area you're talking about i'm like okay i'm gonna blow up all the fish and you know get all the fish and yeah i just spent time yeah. blowing up the fish i remember yeah, I like guess, literally half hour doing that the I, first time through was i guess to be fair that was kind of my and steve's experience when we started pokemon like that first half of the first area before you cross the bridge we were there for like three hours just wandering and up until yeah. like area four like the mountain area nothing felt as big to me and I, I knew it was just because of how new the game was because all the maps are really kind of the same size but that first map felt so huge so i can definitely see where that could come from under the right uh the right light the right circumstances mm -hmm. you know Anyway, we're we're tangenting here, so I guess it's a good time to wrap it That's up. What we but do. I guess right. I, I guess the the takeaway from this, as the takeaway is from most of our discussions, is don't be a dick. Yeah, you're yeah, you're allowed speaking. to like difficult games. You're allowed to like easy games, and you may have an opinion on whether those should be options or not. But don't be a dick about it. Generally, no one wants to hear your opinions. Get a podcast. <laughs> <listeners>. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll be right back. Can't get enough of Infendo Radio? Head to Infendo.com and see everything else we're up to. You should. You should do that. Thank you, Past Lucas. Welcome back to Infendo Radio. We're going to talk about the games we've been playing, because that's the part of the show that we're at, the part where we talk about that. Uh, I'm going to break tradition here and go first, because I don't usually go first, so you guys can deal with it. Um, I haven't been playing that much, but the stuff I have been playing, I've been playing a lot of. So, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk video games. Uh, yeah, I've mentioned RuneScape. I've been playing a lot of that game. That's an old, old PC game, an MMO from, like, 2001, I think it came out. Uh, this version is based on a 2007 port. So, so, I don't know if you guys know about this game at all, if you've ever heard of this game before, but the history is actually really interesting. Because the game existed, and it did its thing, and then in 2007-slash-8-ish, they became, like, RuneScape 3. Like, it updated to, like, the third iteration. And then a few years back, they created this version based on the original engine and the old, the old ways. And that's the version I've been playing. So there's, like, two versions of this game. And, like, one of them is really, like, lore-heavy and quest-heavy. And the other one is really, like, old-school and traditional and challenging and stuff. And it's cool, like, watching the two games exist in space and watching the fan base is absolutely do you each other. play both at all or just the classic? So I've only been playing old school because that's it, it feels like home to me. You know, it feels right. My dad plays old school, so I'm, I'm on that in part because he's there too. But one of my childhood friends plays RuneScape 3, and he has his old account from when he first started. So I've been tempted to just start up a 3 account just to, to explore the world and dabble a little bit. But old school is where I live. Old school is where I'm going okay. to continue to exist. I, I like it better. Um, the devs do a really good job with the with the updates because they poll the community on every update before it becomes a feature, and it has to get 75% user approval to pass and become a feature. So, like, I really, I think that's a really cool way to play a game. Like, they just did this big poll where they were like, should we, we've got data from, like, 50-something quests from 2007, 2008 that we could basically take and turn into quests in the game, but do you want us doing that or making original content and stuff? And, and like, being able to vote on that is just really like really cool for me so um yeah so i i've been playing a lot of that i've got this mission right now 
there is a you can get pets in the game and they're kind of like a big high-end achievement like we're talking getting getting some of these pets is like 30 times rarer than getting a shiny pokemon to hatch in in like the new pokemon wow. games like one one in ninety thousand odds kind of thing wow. for every time you do the action um so there's this one that i've been going for and in order to get to a spot where I can catch a lot of them, like like 500 an hour and really up my odds, I have to have all these stats leveled up. I have to do all these quests. So that's my sole goal in this game right now is getting everything to this point where I complete the like achievement challenge and I can access this special cave that's loaded with critters so I can go hunting like nonstop kind of thing. So that's been my, my singular focus. Right now I'm training thieving, but I've got like agility to train, <laughs> cooking, fishing, Great. all these skills. Oh my god, it's fun. I like it. And I like um, like walking around in town and watching people use it as like a chat forum. Like people are talking about like current events and stuff like that. It's it just, it feels like being a, a kid back in like AOL times, you know. So it's uh, it's it's interesting. I like it a lot. I miss my uh, aim account. Yeah, I miss my aim account, brother. Uh, the other game that I've been playing a lot of is Minecraft, and you can guess who I've been playing that with. His name starts with Ste and rhymes with even. Um, we started up a realm, and I actually got, I got like six hours of footage of us starting up this realm that I'm going to be uploading to my YouTube channel when I get around to editing it. Um, we tried to name it a few different things. First, I wanted to name it like Dimble Dupes, and it wouldn't let me. It said it was inappropriate. Then I tried to name it like Zippy Dippies, and that was, that was also inappropriate. I finally got away with Hot Zipple Wings. So that is the name of our realm, Hot Zipple Wings. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm confused about every part of this. Yeah, you should be. Uh, so we found a mountain, <laughs> and it was it had like a little crevice in it and everything, and there was this like moon pattern on the side of the wall. So uh, we, we set up base there. I filled the crevice with lava. We've built a little house for each other. Steve's got a, a farm that he's working on. Just, you know, <laughs> classic, traditional Steve Lucas Minecraft uh, fun times. So we've been playing I, that. I saw the first Minecraft thing that made me think, huh, should I try Minecraft? Steve, don't just close your ears um i there I, apparently there's like you can import google earth into minecraft or something mm. like that and like you know play minecraft that's cool on how google has earth. the disney world cool. dlc oh. not enticed you I went to the Disney World actually. I spent like a weekend there at a at a simulated Disney amusement park in Minecraft. It was interesting actually. Um, I remembered things from my childhood, like I remembered the pirate ride and specific scenes. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I hated being locked into the rides. I went on Jungle Cruise, not something I would do in real life. I found it very cheesy, and I was stuck listening to dialogue for like five and a half minutes. But you I know, mean, you can switch to creative mode and and. I was unaware. It was it was a trip, but um, oh, oh, but I thought the Jungle Cruise was was great because not only does it have like the whole spiel, it uses jokes that I don't think I've ever heard used on the actual ride. So you know, it's like a whole new experience. Well, Eugene, going back to what you were saying in my change the system. Going back to what you were saying, Eugene, about the Google Earth thing, there is something you can do. I don't think it's in Bedrock. I think because you know, there's like RuneScape. There's two versions of mm-hmm. Minecraft too. There's the Bedrock mm-hmm. version, and there's the version that was like the original version, which I think is called Java, but I don't Java. Remember. Yeah. Um, so in that version, apparently there are two versions of every world. There's like a, a positive and a negative or something, some kind of thing that you can do with the... Because, you know, every world is based on a series of numbers and that generates a world. Um, well, every world has kind of a mirror world to it that is similar but with slightly different, like, topography and stuff. So it feels like being there but not really being there. I would love to create two parallel worlds and have, like, a light world, dark world thing going. In fact, Steve and I have talked about this before, wanting to build, like, a I dark can, world in-game. I wonder if I can game. do that with the Disney World map. That Maybe. Would be that would 100% that would be do that and build um, just the length of the past light world, dark world. That'd be Right? So I definitely do want to try something like that this time around, depending on how develop like i want us to have a big city again like one of the things i loved in our big realm that we did was we had like treetop town which was this whole like tree city that we built with bridges and everything like that i had an underwater kingdom um you know a lot of the the listeners jumped on and they all built like houses and justin had a house on a mountain um i had like a sky world uh, a floating do i still have a house on a mountain or is that gone now 
the realm still exists. I don't think we've re-upped the payment, but it's still sitting there in the cloud. So, um, but yeah, no, I just, I just, um, I, I hope that we can really grow this world out and make it into something cool. Because what what I like in Minecraft is like two <coughs> months into the game, going and saying like, God, we built this. You know, we built this big old lava city out of nothing, kind of thing. So <laughs> that's my goal. We're I'm, I'm lava theming this time around for this world. So. I will say, I never thought I would, like, anytime I've built a giant house in Minecraft, it's always been in creative, so I will say, getting to do that in, Mm -hmm. you know, survival mode, knowing that I, yeah, knowing that I went through all the trouble to make all the things, yeah, it is, it is very satisfying. It sounds, it sounds cool in, in, on paper, but, like, for me, once I get in, like, this is my... Mario Maker um, conundrum because like I only yeah. want to consume I don't want to create you know like so that's... see Mario Maker hurts like every time I'm playing Mario Maker I have this game dev thing where it's like I should be working on an actual game you know like I should be working on something more creative than Mario Maker like this is not meant for me this is meant for children kind of thing but um, hey. with Minecraft, with Minecraft, I think you just kind of have to be that kid that really liked playing with Legos, you know? Like, if you just like, yeah. like, if it's like, I want to build, like, like for me, my first thing was, I want to build an underwater city. And I did. I just started placing bl- bricks and making glass. Oh, my God. I, re- that was I remember it, you know? helping you, like, yeah, collect all the water out of that place, too. That was a chore. <laughs> So, so Steve and I are kind of keeping this realm personal for a while, and I kind of appreciate that. I do hope, I, I would love it if at some point, like months down the road kind of thing, maybe, you know, when we've had our fill, we kind of open it up to the general public and we have some people come back. One of the things that was really cool about the old realm was having all these people that, like, lived in it and built their own stuff, you know? So, I, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it develops. I hope we play it for a good long time, because... It's, uh, it's, it scratches an itch. It's a nice, really casual game to just sit and play with my buddy. So, um, And that's kind of the big stuff I've been doing. I've been playing a little more Pokemon Legends Arceus. I did have a really lucky moment when I was hanging out with Steve and, and hunting Pokemon. I found a shiny Lickalicky and a shiny Curlia in the <sighs> same, like, encounter. So I caught oh, both of them. That's awesome. Yeah, so now I've got a shiny Lickalicky. He looks cool, actually. He's, like, lemon yellow with a big pink tongue. And then um, my shiny Curlia is my second, and it's my first boy. So now I have a shiny uh, Gallade, and he actually looks really cool in this game. Like, I really like my shiny Gallade. He might be a permanent team member for me. So Catching shinies in... And I guess I'll just... Yeah, jump in. I'm pretty much yeah. done, so... Uh, yeah, catching shinies in this game is like life. Like the, it's that's, satisfying, dude. It's real it, it, satisfying. It's, it's not as easy as catching shinies in like a Pokemon Go, and I don't think it was intended to be that. But no. I think it's easier to catch shinies than like let's say like a sword and a shield. You know, like I feel like it's easier to do than that. And I'll tell you, your segment go nuts. But one of the things that I think really makes shiny hunting rewarding in this game is the fact that there isn't a GTS. And we can't yeah, go online. Like, sure. I can't. I can't go online and get a shiny Gardevoir. If I want a shiny mm-hmm. Gardevoir, I have to work for it, and that's cool. I think that's a real mm-hmm. like. I, the GTS is an awesome system, and I really do like it. But I'm kind of resentful of how easy it's made the game to be. You know, because now if you, if you really want a shiny, you can either work on it and get it yourself, or you can just grab one from the internet. And I think it's right. cool to, to work on it yourself, you know, go out and, and without being able to hatch eggs, there's no guarantee. You know, you can't just sit around and, and hatch 10,000 eggs and hope you're going to get that shiny Magikarp that you want. You have to actually go out, oh, a Magikarp raid, time to, you know, it, it's work. And right. I like the or work. Or like go to an area rewarding. where you know Magikarps are, you know, populating, you yeah. know, and then like just like hope for the best. But yeah, no, like shiny hunting in this game is freaking great. Like it it happens at random for me too, Mm -hmm. because I'll be, um, I don't, I still don't want to get into too much spoilers because I don't know how much everybody's played and you know, all that fun stuff, respecting that kind of thing. But I've, I've used one of the mounts, which basically lets you uh, get around pretty quickly. And I found a, um, a shiny when I was on that mountain. I was like, did, 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 did I just hear what I just heard? And then I, you know, like I run around and I, I see the shiny and then I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then like soon thereafter, I had an, an experience where I found another one. I was like, oh my God, it's in the same map and I found two shinies that in the is, same. It's that just is like, really, really cool actually. It feels, it, it feels good. I, um, yeah. 
I think I'm going to see this game all the way through. It was just last night where I uh, beat it a second time, um, and I was sure what? that there was more. It was... Um, okay, so, so we're not going to get into spoilers here, but when you say you beat it a second time, that means that you had a battle at the end. Right? Yes. Wasn't yes. it hard? Yeah! Wasn't it oh hard? Gosh. I was not... I like, no, again, no spoilers, but... I was not expecting. I had to go back and train. Like I was not ready Hardcore. for the for the fight. Mm-hmm. Like, man, because I ha- I had um you know I've been using like a different set of Pokemon because I like bored with my original six. Yeah, me and I was too. like, no, I got to get the OG back because this fight's gonna be yeah. for real. Yeah. So yeah. No, so now was, so we're uh, so we're both at the point now um, where our goal is seek out all Pokemon. Which is something yeah, I have not yet accomplished. So um, no, I, and I'm it's going to be a long. It, it's going to be a long time because I'm not playing the game actively anymore. I do want to see it through, but but you know what's at the end. You know, you know mm-hmm. what's left, and it's just not that exciting to me. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe there's some surprises left to be had, but I think I pretty much. Know I don't, and I don't want to spoil it for myself, but like you, yeah, yeah they they foreshadow what is going to happen when you do that. You know, yeah. so it's like eh, okay, yeah. well maybe I'll just take my time at this point. But it's a good yeah. game. I'm enjoying it. I. I, I don't know that I can go back to the traditional, um, all right, go get all the gym ba- badges and, you know, you're going to have to battle, you know, 20 Pokemon trainers in between going through this cave. I, the, this is just such a better experience. The one thing that I really miss is, um, and I didn't think I was going to miss it as much as I do. I kind of told Steve, this game is kind of like a vacation for me, but I'm ready for Gen 9 to bring it back. I miss that feeling of I'm doing all this and then I can build out a competitive team to bring online, you know? Like, yes. I, 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 I miss the feeling of saying, like, I'm a good Pokemon battler, you know? Because battling is, an, this is more of a survival game, you know? But I miss, I miss feeling like a trainer, you know? I miss feeling like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a that. really good Pokemon and bring them online and get my butt kicked, you know? Like, I, I minute, want that back. I- when I, because I just read the headlines from the Pokemon Direct before I watched everything, yeah. I was like, oh, they brought battling, but it's like, oh, they brought battling. It's mm. like not really like yeah. battling with Lucas. It's yeah. just you know more, more in game battling. Yeah. yeah. So. But uh, mm. other than that, there I, I do want to talk a little bit more Pokemon. Switching gears a bit, Pokemon Go had an event this past weekend, the Johto event. It was paid. Oh, I think and I missed that. Shoot. Oh yeah, it was it was from nine a.m. until nine p.m. Oh on God. Saturday, and I, I played the entire twelve hours, guys. How many Pokemon terrible. did you get? How many shinies did you get? Uh, I got a lot. Uh, I didn't get it quite as many as I would have liked. I got more than Heather, so I guess there's that. But um, I, I it was fun. I, I'm opening my thing now. Um, would you do me one- a solid? By the way, mm-hmm. can I can I have you? Uh, I need a request. Maybe it's already happened, in which case I really hate myself. But um, if Fennekin or uh, Froki ever have shiny events, would you please let me know? Because I've been wanting a I shiny. Posted. I want a shiny Breakson really, really badly. She's one of my favorite like starter Pokemon like ever, and I've always wanted to have a shiny Greninja. So I would really like to have them, and that would be yeah. A goal. I'll keep. I'll keep you posted because Thank there's you. an event coming up soon. It's not either of those, but yeah. Um, yeah I'll but I know they're at like the Gen Five starters, which means the yep. Gen Six are right around the corner. So like you know. Well, actually, uh, which one is Gen Six? Is that uh, Sun and Moon? Uh, yeah. So um, like I know they're already they in just... the game, but like they did the shiny like Snivy event and the Tepig event and stuff. So I feel like Chespin, Fennekin, That's, and Froakie. Yeah, have to those be... are coming. Those up. are coming they down are? the pike, okay. it looks like. Yeah, okay. I think the, this this month it's actually Sandshrew. Um, so it's going to be the two versions of Sandshrew, actually. Oh, so that's really? Cool. Okay, I got to reinstall. Those are dream Pokemon, <laughs> too. Man, this game! Ugh. But I, I got... Um, all right, so here's my, my haul. I got Sneasel, I got Onix, I got Porygon, Ooh. I got Miltank, I got a, got a Wobbuffet, got two Sunkerns, got a Chikorita, got a Gyarados, got a... Poliwhirl, a Swinub, a Snubble, and a Spinarak. Not a bad haul, dude. Yeah. Not bad at all. It was a good event. It was paid. I feel like they they know. They're like, all right, these these 
Kids you are going to pay to get their shinies, but... I think they've kind of earned it, though. The The only thing that feels at all predatory in that game is the Pokeball thing that you really yeah. do kind of have to... Unless you live in, like, a city, you really do have to pay for Pokeballs. You're not going to be able to really play the game without it. But um, other than that, it's a pretty legitimate mobile experience. So I don't mind mm-hmm. dropping a couple bucks when there's an event and really getting my yeah, money's worth, it- you know? It was definitely worth it. We uh, and then we completed because if you complete like all the tasks, then you get Celebi. So I got myself a Celebi. Oh, nice! And um, if you complete that, then you get a special thing that they didn't even advertise for um, Shadow Lugia and Ooh. Shadow um, Oho. Um, and then that one's going to be hard because it's like okay, complete like. 100 field research tasks so it's probably going to take me like a good month to get Yuck. it done but i'm ex- it's you know pokemon go still got me in it so. yep uh, but that's pretty much all i've been playing I'm, i've been playing a lot of other retro crap but you know i'll uh, toss the torch at this I'm, point. I'm downloading i'm removing apps and making space as <laughs> we're doing this okay justin hit us what have you got all right um well <clears throat> I did, I don't want to talk too much about Animal Crossing because everybody knows that I'm playing it, you know, yep. at least an hour ex- every night. But it exists. <laughs> there was something pretty significant that I did recently that I didn't want to talk about. Um, I've visited a lot of people's islands. Most recently, Steve's, God rest his soul, and uh, he is. A lot of people do something that I didn't do when I created my island, which is. They laid the houses out in a grid, so that mm. they so and kept all of the homes in the same spot. When I did mine, I tried to incorporate the homes into the environment. So I would pick a space on the island that, like, ha- that would have the least amount of environmental impact. So like, That's here's a spot where yeah, <laughs> you know, there are where there's a gap in the trees. So I'll put See, the house here. See, I just used like gut inst- I was like, okay, the penguin has to live by the uh, the water, obviously. Like that was how I like totally different than you guys. <laughs> well, so what I've been doing over the past couple of weeks is literally moving every single house on my island onto the main island in a grid pattern. And I haven't started I haven't started moving trees or like laying down more roads or anything like that yet, but that's my ultimate goal. And so my plan is to have like this main island be the residential area and then the wild area out there with I've already got like this section of the island is all pears and this section of the island is all oranges, but they're not in a grid or anything like that. So Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how I want this island to be because Looking at what other people have done, I was so unhappy with mine that I'm like, all right, I need to to give this some 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 purpose. Sure. See, it's it's funny because um, I like like I never really played the old Animal Crossing, so I fell in love with New Leaf, and I kind of idolize the challenges from the old games maybe more than some players who've had to endure them for the last twenty years would. So, like for me, when I see like the really grid based stuff, I I think eh. That's that's noob level. Like I like I like seeing houses all over the map kind of stuff because it reminds me of like what the game used to be. You know, back when you couldn't really choose where they lived and and it was like okay, reset the game eighty times to get the villager in the right spot kind of thing. Like I, I don't know, it, it feels more organic to me. But I, I get there's a lot of people out there who really like everything neat and orderly and precise. You should see Steve's Island. Like neat, orderly, and precise. Everything in its I place. I have seen the like, island. I've seen screenshots of it and it's like, well, you're, wow. you're aware you're aware of who Steve is, so you know what his <laughs> island looks like. Because we've all spent a lot of time around Steve. You should it's just like in Minecraft where he's got the farm all leveled out and you know it's very different from from how I play games. So I like that. You know, it's different strokes for different folks. But you know Yeah, well, totally. and I'm looking for some sort of balance. Like I got tired of having to go yeah all over the island to find a specific person and oh i have to go all the way over here to hit this rock because you know this so like i'm trying to get things more or less in some sort of organized chaos um but so that's been my goal in animal crossing lately um aside from that uh i'm just kind of bouncing around the same old things uh, Metopia. I've been playing some more of that. Metroid Dread, trying to finish that up. 
Um, I need you to finish that game. Yeah, it's been a I, while, buddy. Get it, get I, it done. <laughs> I did uh, start playing Minecraft again, as I mentioned earlier. Um, around, I think New Year's, I had purchased the Disney World um, mm-hmm. realm or world or whatever, you, whatever you want to call it. Um, which is basically a near exact recreation of the Magic Kingdom in Minecraft. And you can ride the rides, not all of them, but a lot of them. You can ride them mm-hmm. and they have the animations and the music and stuff like that. And it's it's good fun. Um, aside from that, I haven't done a whole lot in Minecraft. It's basically just like, all right, I miss Disney World. I'm going to go visit it in block form now. Um <laughs> But, uh, oddly enough, last night I found myself playing something. Maybe it's because of all the, the Elder Ring things that have been going through uh, my my uh, newsfeed. But I found myself playing Skyrim again last night. That sounds about right. <laughs> like, every once in a while, like, I want to play some dark, gritty, swords and sorcery uh, open world game. And, you know, Skyrim's the game. easiest one to just dive back into I should play more of The Witcher 3 because I haven't played much of The Witcher 3 but I was really feeling Skyrim I'll play so. that game. Skyrim I, just... I, I wish that The Witcher 3 was a little more Skyrim. open open narrative yeah like, Sky, like yeah. I, I, that's the, the only thing that's keeping me from trying The Witcher is I know it's got a plot and I know I'm not the main character. Geralt is the main character, and I want to be the. I want to be able to say I'm an elf born in the Merfolk world, and my name is Truly Donk. You know, like that's that's <laughs> how I want. I don't want to. I want to be some old dude with a sword. I want to be some lizard dude who makes potions. You know, like the role playing is very important for me in an open world game. So. I don't know. I don't know if that's, that really matters as much to me. It depends on how well the stories are. Because I remember when uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, Vice City came out, and I was like, oh, I don't want my main character to talk. <laughs> like, the, the main GTA, character is supposed to be me. <laughs> GTA Five is a very good example of doing, like, narrative stories. I know that wasn't the one that you said, but that mm. game really captured me with its narrative. Basically what I'm saying is I'm better than 90% of people at making stories for games, so I'd rather be making the story. But every now and then there's a story out there that's good enough that it wows me. It's just hard for me to get into that. I'd rather just be fantasizing while I play my games. But, you know, I'll, you I'll fantasize about you, Lucas. Oh, I know you will be. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so I might be diving into Skyrim occasionally now that I've, nice. I've re-wet my whistle for it. Um mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, really just kind of bouncing from game to game every night. Sometimes it's it's Pokemon. Sometimes Me it's too. Miitopia. Sometimes it's uh, Mario Golf. Just, you know, kind of aimlessly moving around. On my hack switch. I will say next week Chocobo Racing comes out, and I have already pre-ordered that one, so I'm looking forward to getting it. It should be a good time. I will most, not most be wanted. getting that. Oh, I'm so excited, dude. I'm so excited. Well, the good news is, the good news, Justin, is you can actually download a free version to play it with us without having to own the game. So you can always I appreciate that. There's no reason for you to say, I wish I could play more games with my friends because you can now. So (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Square Enix. It's a really cool uh, feature. I'm actually really excited for that. Can I drop a a quick PSA about Minecraft before we get out of here? Because I did just remember an experience I had and it was frustrating and Steve helped me with it. Um, I'm going to take your silence as a happy (laughs) acceptance of that. Uh, So in the Minecraft marketplace on Switch, it's a borked nightmare. It's a horrible mess. There's like code where there should be like menu names and stuff like that so even navigating it is is a pain in the butt like to get to like the custom skins and stuff but they really have put an emphasis on that can't be real yeah it's bad it's not good um and they don't seem to want to fix it so uh one of the problems is kind of an endless loading of like textures and stuff so they seem to have more of an emphasis on the newly built character creator than the old option to select skins and i like just i don't want to make a character in minecraft I just want to choose a skin I like and, and jump into the game. Um, if you are like me and you're playing on Switch and you have trouble with that, it like it literally will not load the equip button to select a skin. 
you can set all of your skins by playing the game on another platform. So Steve turned me on to the mobile version. I did all my skin stuff there, and now I'm playing it with it in, in Switch like I want to. So it's it's bad. It's not good, but it's been a problem for like two but, years, I guess. They're aware of the problem, and they don't seem fault, to be fixing it. So, but, but, but why is Nintendo so bad at online? Like, yeah. It's not See, fault, I don't, I don't think like, this is a Nintendo thing. I, think I was going to say, I of, think that's more of a Minecraft thing. I think it's yeah, more of I Mojang. Know, I think it's more of Mojang. It's on the Switch. I, I think... I think it's more of Mojang overlooking the Nintendo audience because it's probably not a very yeah. big audience. Kind of um, in the same vein as that Crash Team Racing game where the eShop literally doesn't give you the money that you buy. You give them your money and you don't get any money in return. I know we had talked about that at one point. That's a glitch on that game. Uh, so don't try to buy microtransactions in Crash Team Racing either because they will not work uh, and you will lose your money. We learned that the hard way. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, hard being a Nintendo fanboy sometimes. But I really do. Maybe it's, it's the fanboyism. I think it comes more down to the fact that it's like, well, those Nintendo people aren't a very big audience, so screw them, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> we don't have the resources to pay attention to them kind of deal. So who knows? But anyway, that was my PSA. If you have to, that's a workaround. So uh, with that, I think we're all done with our change the systems. I'm going to take your quiet head noddings as confirmation. We will be back next week with another episode for you lovely people. So hang in there, folks, and we'll talk about Chocobo Racing, maybe. I don't know quite when it comes out. Bye-bye! See you real soon. Adios.